If you have your Bibles, let's hold those up. I'm a child of God. Have in my hand. Powerful Word of God. Can change lives. Heal broken hearts. Save man's soul. Lord Jesus, today, speak to me. In Jesus' name, amen. Look at your neighbor and say, man, I'm so glad you're here. If you want to throw a Cajun how in there, go ahead and do that. Or you can do the Don Baker look. How you doing? Whatever. I went to watch Zootopia. Anybody seen that one? Fun show. They go in and meet with the mob bosses. And he's a little bitty mouse. And that's the first thing he says when the, he sits down behind the desk and he goes, How you doing? I thought, I said, Well, that's Don Baker up there. Had big old bushy eyebrows. You couldn't see his eyes. It was fun. Wavy hair. That looks like. In our series, Red Letter Day, looking at the phrase today, I thirst. We find that in John 19 28. Later, knowing that all was now completed, and so that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. I'm thirsty. See, it's important to understand thirst. Now, is he talking about physical thirst here? Uh, yeah, he is. In this particular context, he's talking about I'm physically thirsty. But I want us to take it to a broader position. And look in a broader way at what he's trying to tell us. But one of the key phrases I want you to see in that verse is right there at the front when it says, Later knowing that all was now completed. What does that represent to you? It's done. He's finished what he came to do. Now it's complete. So in other words, had he not hung on the cross had he not gotten to that position you and I would have no hope we'd have no hope we'd still be under the old covenant law still having to make sacrifices still trying to earn our way to heaven so to speak by keeping the commandments and now it's all shifted from what we propose we'll do and work our way in to trust in the grace and mercy of God. It's all found in Jesus, who once and for all, according to the book of Hebrews, took care of all that at the cross. Isn't that awesome? I'm glad I don't have to sacrifice animals, aren't you? I've thought about sacrificing children early on. That crossed my mind. I was talking to my son Mark yesterday, and he's a homeowner now, and one of the things that you get to be when you're a homeowner is your escrow amount goes up on you or gets in deficit. And the mortgage company wants you to make that up. And he said, Dad, is this normal? I said, unfortunately, yes. I said, what is it? He said, well, hazard insurance. I said, well, they think you're a hazard. (laughs) I said, who knows why they raise it? They just raise it, son. He goes, but $200 a month? I said, "Mm, yeah, that's not too unusual. I said, you may have to sell Brian's right leg. And he said, yeah, tell me about it. (laughs) But anyway, later, knowing that all was now 
completed. I'm thirsty. I want you to think for a moment. What would Jesus truly be thirsty for hanging on the cross? Think about that for a moment. Was he physically thirsty? Well, I have no doubt. (laughs) I have no doubt. But what was he trying to teach us from the phrase, I'm thirsty? I, I was hoping you'd ask that question. See, because when Jesus spoke, it was a calculated messianic statement. Psalms, Isaiah, Deuteronomy, Leviticus, Exodus, all, are con- all contain statements that led Jesus to say, I'm thirsty. Because you see, in the Old Testament, the Jews were constantly looking for the Messiah. Constantly looking for Him. In fact, today, those who have not converted to Christ in Israel are still looking for Him. Uh, Sheila had a great question for me to, uh, just a while ago. She said, what is this Seder dinner anyway? Now, the Seder dinner is what each of the Jewish families participate in every year around the Passover. They do it every year. They sit down and they go through the motions of the meal. Every piece to that meal is put together in that Seder dinner. There is hyssop that you dip for the pain and agony that you went through. There's horseradish that you dip and put in there. You will use little things to dip in, little food items to dip in that stuff. To, and you'll taste it and you'll say, ooh, that is bitter. and Ooh, I hate that. That's the whole point is to remind you of the sins, uh, I mean, of the uh, uh, stripes on their back from being captive in Egypt. You go through the lamb and, and why do they use lamb and not steak? Well, the sacrificial lamb, you see. So each of the things are there. The pita bread or the matzah bread that's hidden. And then one piece is not found. Because one, feet, one piece is gone. He's risen. See, they, they teach that every year and yet they still miss who Jesus is. And so that's what we're going to see during the Seder dinner. If you, if you come, you'll get a glimpse of how that dinner fits, how each of the items fit, and yet then prophetically and in and, 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 and prophecy, how they fit leading to the Messiah who is Jesus and now what that all means to us. Because see, each of the items still means something to us as Christians today. Still do. And it makes it really neat to see it. But he says, I am the one. He's confirming to all the people with his statement. He's, he's clinching the deal. He's confirming to everybody. It's now complete. I'm the one and I thirst. Look at verse 29. A jar of wine vinegar was there. So they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, lifted it to the lips of Jesus. And when he had received the drink, Jesus said... It's finished. It's finished. Now this afternoon, get on YouTube and type in It Is Finished by the Gaithers and go listen to it. Oh, man. It is finished. The battle is over. Man, it'll set the hair on the back of your neck. Good song. Great song. And then it says, he says, it's finished. And then it says, with that, what did he do? Bowed his head 
and did what? Oof. Oof. So people, here is an example of what happens to us when we die. You see it? You ever wonder what happens after you die? This thing, I mean, you've been told all your life, this thing quits, but my soul, my spirit, moves on. He just said it. He just showed it to you. That's what's going to happen. He gave up his spirit. The Israelites were in slavery for a long time. 400 years, some say 440 years, give or take 40 years. I mean, hey, come on. If you're in bondage for 400 years, you're going to think you've been in bondage for 440 years. It's a long time. And they were slaves during that time. In Exodus 7 and 8, the Israelites were complaining about being thirsty. Remember that when Moses led them out into the wilderness and they were traveling along, they got tired and they were hungry. So he brought manna from heaven. All they had to do was pick up what they needed for that day for their family and move on. Well, then they got to complain about being thirsty. Not, not just the fact that they, were, they weren't hungry anymore, but now they were thirsty. And you know the story. They find they wanted water. Well, they're in the middle of a desert. So God tells Moses to go over and speak to the rock and it'll bring forth water. So this rock sitting out in the middle of the desert is all of a sudden going to flow water out of it. You think God can do that? Well, sure He can. We, I mean, we're, we're quick to say, absolutely. Absolutely we can. And absolutely He can. Well, it's easy to stand for God when things are going well. Not so easy when things aren't going well. So Jesus becomes the rock. Because we know the story. Moses then... He got upset at the people. He struck the rock with his, with his rod and it brought forth water. Jesus is the rock. Jesus is the rock that you and I need to quench our thirst. And the statement could have been made. Is God among us or not? You see, that question could have been asked by the Israelites. Is God among us or not? I wonder what's going on here. And we're out here in the wilderness and we're thirsty and we need something to drink. Where is he? How many times you've been there? How many times you've been there in your life? Where is he? Where is God when I need him the most? Probably cradling you. But we forget that sometimes. That's why the centurion, when Jesus gave up his spirit, the centurion says, Surely... This must be the Son of God. Now jump over to Matthew 5 and verse 6. Or follow along there on your handout. Blessed are those who hunger and what? For righteousness. We don't talk about righteousness enough and we don't talk about holiness enough within the church body. You see, you and I are called apart. You and I are to act different. You and I are to be different. We're to dress different, act different, Speak different than the world does. Yes, we are. We're not supposed to write the same jokes that they write. We're not supposed to laugh at the same stuff they laugh at. We're supposed to be different. Now, I'm not saying to a prudish element or or prudish level or a rude level. But we don't have to participate in it either, do we? 
If somebody tells an off-color joke, we don't have to laugh about it. We might even want to get up and remove ourselves from that, from that group of people at that moment. Just because it's better to do that. Because you don't need to sit there and be reminded of where you used to be in your life. You left that life, didn't you? Sure you did. If you're an overcoming alcoholic, you don't want to go to a bar and do your witnessing. Sorry, you just don't. Just like for me, I don't want to go to a buffet and meet a guy there. That's just not going to be good. I need to go to a, now maybe a buffet salad bar. That'd be all right. But you'll eat too much at one of those too, you see. So we have to make these choices, these constant choices. And we need to be filled and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled, he says. See, the kingdom of God is about a relationship. A relationship with God that begins with a relationship with Jesus Christ. Really thirsty, tongue sticking to the mouth, roof of your mouth, thirsty, is what we need to understand is how we need to feel about God. So thirsty that I can't get enough. I cannot be satisfied. I've got to be in His presence. That's what I love about our prayer vigil is it draws you for a designated time into the presence of God. I have people more and more every year saying to me, I took an extra 30 minutes, and man, it went by fast. I was in there for a whole hour, and it didn't even feel like an hour. You know why? Because you are starting to thirst after the Lord, and you want that relationship to go deeper. And as you go deeper, He shows up. He shows up. Well, I can barely pray five minutes. That's because that's where your relationship is. Lisa's going to get to go home in 25 days. Well, 24 now. I'm keeping up with her. She posts on Facebook, I'm going home in 24 days. And you know why she's going to go home? Because she wants to reconnect with some people. And when she reconnects with some people, what's going to happen? It'll be just like they've never been apart. That's what relationship is, isn't it? That's what relationship is. That's the kind that God wants with us. We should hunger and thirst for that relationship. That inner thirst, my hunger, my appetite, we need to pray that it be quenched in that relationship with Christ, but I can never get that quenching if I never enter the relationship. Now I'm preaching to the choir today. You all have a walking, learning, growing relationship with God. It may not be as deep as it needs to be, but praise God, you're at least trying. Amen. So when I think of thirst, being Bible thirsty, I often think of this incredible story in John chapter 4. And that's where we're going to spend the rest of our time. That's 26 verses, and I know you're going, oh my God. Yes. We're going to look at all of them because you've got to take all of them to get, to get the whole story. So let's just start at verse 1. It says, the Pharisees heard that Jesus was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. Now, that's an interesting opening phrase, isn't it? (laughs) The Pharisees heard. They didn't know for sure. They just heard that he was baptizing and gaining more disciples than John was. Oh, my. See, they thought they had John under control. Now they've got this renegade guy named Jesus going out and doing more than he's doing. Oh, my goodness. (gasps) Oh, there's a church down the street that's got 15, they got 2,000 people. <gasps> oh, we got to go shut them down because they're, they're going to do much. <gasps> there's a church down the street baptizing 150 of this weekend. What? <gasps> they're not doing it for the right reason. What? <laughs> Verse 2. Although, in fact, 
It was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. And when the Lord learned of this, he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had, he had to go through Samaria. Verse 5. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Verse 6. Jacob's well was there. You realize that's the only place in the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, where the phrase Jacob's well is used? Right here. It's hinted toward in the Old Testament, in the book of Genesis. Jacob bought some land, and it's believed that that's the land where the well was eventually uh, constructed. But it doesn't mention Jacob's well, but it does right here. This is the only place in the whole Bible. I thought that was interesting. So I'd throw that at you for that. There's no extra cost there. But Jesus, he was tired, and he was from this journey. He sat down by the well, and it was about the sixth hour. Now, what time of day would that be, sixth hour, in the Jewish structure? It'd be noon. Noon. Twelve o'clock. When the Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? You see, his disciples had already gone into town to the local McDonald's to get, to get a Big Mac for, for Jesus. Verse 9. Well, it says they went away to get food. Verse 9. The Samaritan woman said to him, You're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? Jews don't associate with Samaritans. Verse 10. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked Him and He would have given you living water. Now think about that for a minute. This Samaritan woman is hearing this. She doesn't quite get it, does she? She doesn't quite get it. Just like you and I don't quite get it sometimes. Verse 11. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? You see, she's just like so many of us. We think we can get that living water somewhere other than in a relationship with Jesus Christ. I can get it through drugs. I can get it through alcohol. I can get it through illicit sexual relationships. I can get it through business. I can get it through prestige. I can get it through honor. I can get it through these awards. I can get it through all this. You can only get it through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And you have to surrender at the cross to get it. If you don't go there, you're not going to get it. You can't buy your way, hope your way, good your way. You're going to end up in hell, being a good old person down in hell. Why? Because you never accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. If you don't do that, you're lost. You are lost. There is no hope for you. And there will be a day when you will cry out across the gulf, Oh, Abraham, would you send them back to dip, the water, dip their hand in the water to cool my tormented tongue? But it will be too late. Verse 12. Where do you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his flocks and herds? And Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Woo! Psalm 1. Roots planted deep by the streams of living water. Yes, sir. Amen and amen. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. See, she still didn't quite get it, did she? Just like most of us don't quite get it, do we? He told her, Go call your husband and come back. Of course, in verse 17, she says, Okay, I'll go get him. Is that what your version says? I have no husband, she replied. 
Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Well, Jesus wasn't interested in building a relationship with with her, was he? I mean, he just came right to the point. He was as blunt as he could be. No gray, no white. He just slapped her right upside the head and said, Hey, you sinful woman living with a bunch of men. Isn't that what he said? He didn't whitewash it. He didn't dilly-dally around with it. He just called her what she was. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you're a prophet. (laughs) Oh, really? Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you, Jews, claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. So in other words, there's only a certain place that we can worship. You can't worship outside under a tree. You can't worship in the backyard around the chimenea. You can't worship on a cookout. You can't worship on a cruise ship. You can't worship. Well, Mick and Reed are fixing to go on their cruise to Alaska. He's already got his backpack loaded up, ready to go. They don't leave for another month. He's ready to go. I'd like to be a fly on the wall and watch him all that week, wouldn't you? He'll have a fun, fun, fun. The best part that he's going to have is all the food. Brother Mick, Brother Mick. Let the diabetes go, brother. Just let it go. Then 21, Jesus declared, Believe me, woman, a time is coming when, we, when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and His worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. Jesus has just changed the game plan. Jesus has said, it's not in the temples, it's inside you. If you have a relationship with me that's deep and growing, you're going to never thirst again. She wanted that water. She wanted to have that touch. Then the woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. And when He comes, He will explain everything to us. That's how the Jews today still feel. Is the Messiah has not come yet. If you ever get a chance to tour Israel, you'll hear the guides in Israel talk about the Messiah. When the Messiah comes. When the Messiah comes. Not that He's come, but when the Messiah comes. They're amazing. They know the Bible. Whew. They know scriptures that you've, you have no idea what they mean. I never will forget our little guy. She gave a scripture, and I'd, I'd look at her, and I'd say, that doesn't sound right. I'd go look it up, and there it was. But that's knowledge without a relationship. That's knowledge without a relationship. And then Jesus declared in verse 26, I who speak to you am he. I who speak am he. See, he didn't reveal himself to very many people. He does, however, to this woman. And I think it's to show us something about thirst. We're to go from need to be needed. From a life-giving person well within to then pour ourselves 
out to others. We find the greatest gift that we have is when we can help other people. Amen? Oh, it's so true, isn't it? It's so true. That's the, that's the water of life flowing through you as you help other people. So I want to I finish up today just real quickly with what it means to have need, what it is to be seed, and what it is to feed. Need, seed, and feed. The first thing we need to understand is that need requires love. If a child comes to you and says, Mama, I'm hungry, what's the first thing you do? I'll shut up and go in another room. Right? No, most mamas say, well, what do you want, dear? If it's Braden, he'll say pizza. And then he just picks the pepperoni pieces off the pizza. He doesn't eat the whole pizza, just the pepperoni pieces off the pizza. Can't be any other kind of pizza. It has to be pepperoni pizza. Now, if it's Beckham, it doesn't matter. If it doesn't crawl off the tray, he's going to eat it. <laughs> he's the funniest little guy I've ever seen. And he just looks at you. Uh, uh, uh. He was eating spaghetti last night. Head to toe, covered up spaghetti sauce. Love it. That's the way I like to eat it, but Cindy gets mad at me when I eat that way. You see, the need arose in this woman, and it required love to be met. Remember the picture? Jesus is leaning against the well at noon, and she shows up. First of all, she shouldn't have come at noon. That's how he knew that... <laughs> Something wasn't right in her life because women always went out early in the morning to gather water. The women did, not the men. They left the men at the home with the kids. The women went out to gather water. Why? Because that was their time to gossip. It was their time to gossip. They went out and got caught up on stuff. Yeah. How's Abraham doing? How's Ephraim doing? Yeah. See the little girl? He's saying, oh. That's what they were doing. That's what women do. They go out and chatter. Amen? They may not do a lot else, but they chatter. And they were drawing water so they could get caught up on stuff, you see. What kind of needs do we see today? I've got a slide that shows you that. Three different pictures. The one in the top left is a girl that has no shoes. And the gentleman's taking his shoes off and is handing them to her to put on. But look at her face. It's kind of small, but hopefully you can see it. She's got her, her face hid in her hands. She's embarrassed. And look at the right, the top right. You've got a gentleman walking to work, and he's got a cup of coffee that he probably just bought. Has it ready to go. Sees a guy sitting there, cold, and just hands him the cup of coffee that he paid 5 $6 for, maybe. I don't know how much he's paid for it. But just hands it to him. Then the bottom one, look at the grin on that guy's face. He had those shoes were given to him. And he's just holding them up, those white shoes, pretty white shoes, to go on his feet. You see, needs come in all shapes and sizes, don't they? This woman had a need. And because Jesus loved her, he reached out to her to meet that need. But need requires love. But what about the seed of that love? Well, seed requires hope. Seed and hope, they have to come together to germinate. 
Because see, if I have a need, I need some hope that my need's going to be met. So if you're outside of Christ, you have a need to find Christ as your Savior. You're going to have to have the seed of the Word of God to help you get in to that salvation relationship. And who plants the seed? We do. We do. We've got to plant the seed. And then once the need's been discovered and the seed has been planted, then comes the feeding. And feeding requires faith. Because faith without actions is dead. Love my brother who I can see step up. We should love our brothers and our sisters when we see them step up and do better. When we see them take on new responsibilities. When we see them step out of their comfort zones. We should rejoice with them. Amen. But faith is what gets us to feed them. And it requires faith. We should be stirred to action because of our faith and our hope and our love. And you've got to have faith to turn any situation around. Gotta have faith. I love a commercial I've seen on Facebook and on, uh, especially Facebook, where two people are on an escalator. A guy's in front of a girl, a lady. They're going up an escalator and shows you how our culture is today. The elevator stops, and they look around at each other and go, "Oh, this is great." They're on an escalator. It could turn into a staircase, correct? It is a staircase. But it stops in the mid, midway of them up, and they're both sitting there going, oh, this is great. I'm going to be late for my meeting. And so the guy, he goes, is there anybody out there? And he starts yelling, anybody out there? No, oh, we're not going to get anybody to come help us at all. It's because, you see, all you got to do is take one step in front of the other, and you'll be off the escalator. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to wait for somebody else to come because I'm in such need. Need requires love. Seed requires hope. And then feed requires faith. Genghis Khan, probably one of the greatest kings and warriors of history, rode into the woods one day to make sport. Many of his friends were with him. They rode out carrying bows and arrows. And behind them came servants with the hounds. And it was just this great hunting party. And the woods were full of their shouts and their laughter. They expected to carry a lot of game home that evening. And on the king's wrist was his favorite hawk. And on those days, the hawks were trained to hunt. And at the word from the master, they would fly high into the air, look around for prey. And if they chanced to see a deer or a rabbit, they would swoop down upon it, swift as snowfall and swift as an arrow. And all day long, Genghis Khan and his huntsmen rode through the woods, but they didn't find game like they expected to. Well, toward evening, they started to go home. The king had often ridden through the woods, and he knew that all the paths, and he knew that the rest of the party would take the shortest route, but he decided to go a little longer route through a valley between two mountains. The day had been warm, and the king was very thirsty, and his pet hawk had left his wrist and flown away. So Genghis Khan was just sure that he would meet him when he got back home. 
king rode slowly and he had once seen a spring of water near that pathway that he was on and if he could only find it now, there's a hot summer day, boy, he would really appreciate the water, but the hot summer had dried up that creek to where there was just a little bit of a drip coming off of the edge of a rock. So he got up to the rock and he got off of his horse and he got a little silver cup and he out of the hunting bag and he just put it under the rock to gather the water. And just as he got enough to take a drink, he raised the cup while the hawk came swooping out of the sky and knocked the cup out of his hand. And Genghis Khan said, you sorry piece of bird here, what are you doing? And then he picks up the cup, puts it under there, lets it drip a little bit more. It's enough to take a drink, begins to drink, and the hawk swoops out, knocks the cup out of his hand. Well, by now, Genghis Khan is mad. He's really, really mad. And so he picks up the cup for a third time, and he keeps the sword in his other hand. And as he raises the cup, the hawk swoops down to knock the cup out of his hand. Genghis Khan sweeps with his sword and hits the bird and knocks the bird to the ground. And the cup also fell to the ground. And Genghis Khan was really upset. He said, I just don't get it. So I'm going to climb to the top of this little rock area and see why in the world that hawk would be acting the way he's acting. And sure enough, as he got to the top, in the pool of water at the top was a dead animal whose body was exuding poison into the water. And Genghis Khan realized that the hawk was trying to save him. So he went down picked up the lifeless bird and carried him home. You see, we're in danger. We're in need. Someone needs to plant a seed and then someone needs to feed. And if you're not willing to meet those needs and plant those seeds and have faith to feed, there'll be a lot of people lost. Father, I ask you this morning, to move in our hearts, help us to realize how important it is that we have you as our Savior. And God, I'm praying that today somebody, somebody might respond to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing our song of invitation today. If you'd stand with me and uh, just a closer walk with thee, what a great song.